Hey, everybody. This is Adam, co-host of the podcast you're about to listen to. Just dropping in to remind you that you can hear two bonus episodes of Conspiracy the Show each month when you subscribe to the Unpops Podcast Network on Patreon. Not only that, you also get bonus episodes of Pretty Scary, What in the World, the least anticipated podcast of the week, and even a couple of monthly podcasts that are exclusive to Patreon. And I co-host all of them. If you like hearing me talk about things, you'll probably like all of those shows. Also, when you subscribe on Patreon, you get a unique RSS feed link that you can use in damn near any third-party podcast app. So you can hear our entire lineup of shows, even the free stuff like Brew Haha and Best Bad Movie Ever, completely ad-free, all in one app. And you get all of that for just $5 per month. Even if you're just in it for the two extra episodes of Conspiracy the Show, it's a pretty great deal. Patreon.com slash Unpops. Go there for more details. And to sign up. Do that part too. And thanks. We love you. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show with your hosts. Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy the Show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. It's so early. The but conspiracy it... theorist should not have to have to see the sun like this when it's no. at the beginning of its, of its arc in the sky. No. This isn't what we have aluminum foil over our windows for. Yeah. That's I for mean, goddamn sure. We spent almost $14 <laughs> CIA proofing the whole apartment. <laughs> It's, much much to Angie and Winter's chagrin, but uh, yeah, they, neither of them like it much, but <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very early, but at least we're talking about lighthearted subject matter. Sandy Hook, the Sandy Hook massacre, more like Sandy hoax. Whoa, yeah, that's I what am. that's what one of the documentaries about it is called, Sandy hoax. Oh Jesus Christ! Which, Again, the the like the the PR of these people is always just so terrible. It's just like you have no. I mean, I guess it's catchy because it's so on the nose and bad, but it's just like, yeesh, man. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the, the theories around this are, there's so many. We're making this a two-part episode. Yeah. We're basically, there's, there's an, a few articles out there that pose questions about Sandy Hook, and they all come up to around 30 questions. So we're going to run through those questions Yeah, and... it's like a really, it's like a 50-cent song with a lot of dead kids. <laughs> You guys, I'm gonna really have to. I'm really have to like rock myself out of the chair to get through these riffs today. It's gonna be a little. That's what. Uh, fuck, she said. Yeah. So yeah, we're talking about Sandy Hook. We'll we'll go through the official story first, which isn't really. There's not that much to Sandy Hook. Mm-mm. Adam Lanza, 20 years old, shows up and just shoots a bunch of kids. It was and 26 kids, two there, adults. There never seems to be like a. An ideological message. He doesn't really have a manifesto. Yeah, we never heard much about motive. Yeah. Uh, he killed his mom, so we don't know if it's related to that, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, you never hear much about motive. You just you didn't hear a lot of details about this after it happened. And I think that's what lends people to think it's some sort of false flag yeah. operation. Because it's still false flag month. 
It's still false flag month. We're talking false flag operations, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was at an elementary school in Newtown, Connecticut, Ovs. Prior to those shootings, he shot and killed his mother at their home. As authorities arrived, he committed suicide by shooting himself in the head. That part I forgot somehow. I was always like, where's his trial? Yeah, we're talking about this off air. And yeah. Adam's Adam just like, well, fucking why haven't we <laughs> done something about this? And now that explains it. Yeah. The fact that he shot <laughs> that himself does, in the head. That is yeah. a clean, that is a clean fucking. That clears that right up for me. Yeah. Uh, it was the deadliest mass shooting at a high school or grade school in the U.S. Fourth deadliest mass shooting overall. I wonder if it's still fourth after, because one characteristic of Sandy Hook is, especially the conspiracy part, all the information comes from the first day. Yeah. And people just formed their conspiracies around that and then never followed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... So yeah, I don't well, I don't they're, know they're, if this has been they're just surpassed. like army of little four chan elves that are like, why are the tarps laying like that? You know? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Well, what is the deadliest? Is that is it is it Pulse or is it a uh, is it Vegas up Probably there? Probably Vegas. I now. think Vegas now. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know when this website. Oh, when they, yeah, when this article is written. Yeah, and I mean, if there if you did go back and update that like you know statistic, you would that would be like a full time job for that editor <laughs> to yeah. just go back and. Just recalibrate shooting statistics. Updating the this one never mass ma- shooting page. Just, just intuitively, before we kind of get into it, this one never made sense to me as a false flag. I mean, the the my Irish tour guide uh, that I think I talked about in the, uh, in the last episode t- was like, it's Obama getting to, get to take your guns away or whatever. Yeah. But then you got Vegas, and it's like, well, if the Trump administration was going to do a false flag, he would have gotten a Muslim guy to do it to justify the travel ban or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, this just kind of seems to happen sometimes. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the biggest thing against the idea that this might be a false flag operation is nothing came of it. Yeah. It's not like they took our guns. It's not like, I mean, they... This is a lot of work to do to be like, oops, they still got guns. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There was no... That's the thing with a false flag operation. There has to be that payoff, and we don't really see that with this. Yeah. But we'll go through the specifics, all you crazy motherfuckers out there thinking... I mean, that that is almost more wild. It's just like... Congress can be so gridlocked that even kids getting shot can do nothing. And they, yeah. they're just like, we thought for sure this was going to be the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's probably that. That, too. that could be. I mean, I, yeah, I don't I don't really buy it. But I mean, that, it was that would be kind of amazing. I'm sure it was still a Republican controlled House and Senate. Yeah. For most of the time under Obama. Right. I think except for the first two years. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was black. So they're not <laughs> Republicans aren't going to. Yeah. They're not going to give up both houses that easy. Uh, so let's go through. There's a an article. There's a few different articles. The one we're going to be working from today is from the always reputable freedom hyphen articles dot tools for freedom dot com slash door dot biz dot fuck. And the article is called Sandy Hook Third Anniversary Hoodwinked. Oh, how clever. It's like. If if you're gonna when you're choosing a verb for the title of your all these dead kids were fucking killed for a lie article, maybe don't go so whimsical and old timey. Yeah, that's a really weird choice. Yeah, that's like how 1950s the Joker would d- describe what he did to Batman. You know, <laughs> just like maybe uh, just a. Uh, it seems that there's something about conspiracy theorists. They love puns. Yeah, a little bit. If yeah, they can line up a pun where they're just like. Saudi Arabia bamboozled the CIA <laughs> to 
do 9-11. Just like, <laughs> okay, or they just... That one, I believe. Tricked? But, yeah, no, I mean... Yeah. But, yeah, the, and this one, yeah, Sandy Hoax is the other thing I yeah. see all the time. There's a documentary called Sandy Hoax. So we're going to go through the 33 questions people have about Sandy Hook methodically debunking <laughs> each one along the way. Yeah. Uh, because this is why I don't think either of us went into this thinking, oh, yeah, this might be a false flag. Yeah, yeah. I will also, full disclosure, say that I, I didn't want to think it was a false flag. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't want to believe your government would kill a bunch of children. You want to think that they're... That With this guns. Is, yeah. <laughs> that this is, like, just too obvious and evil, you know? Yeah, for sure. So let's go through the first question they have. Why was a Facebook web page for the alleged, alleged dead teacher Victoria Soto of Sandy Hook Elementary School posted before the event occurred? That does seem weird. And what they're saying is basically on... When did this shooting happen? December 14th. So this theory basically says on December 10th, mm-hmm. a memorial page for Victoria Soto went up. And th- On paper, that sounds, uh, that sounds bad. It does sound creepy. But? But the thing about Facebook pages is that date they're created, that doesn't mean that's what it was called on that day. Mm-hmm. This basically was just a person who had a spare Facebook page page around and change the name yeah which that when you change the name on a facebook page without changing the url it just it changes everything and it looks like it was created in the past yeah like take out edits because if it was called like will smith fan page before yeah and you change it to that you're not going to want to leave the traces that oh, we just repurposed our Will Smith fan page into a memorial page for a dead Sandy Hook teacher. Yeah, and you go delete all the summertime meme <laughs> reposts. And- I would leave those. Summertime was the jam. Yeah. So number two question, why was the United Way charity webpage for Sandy Hook posted before the event occurred? There's a really great Salon.com article that debunks some of these questions. And this is actually a really common glitch for Google. When you do date-restricted searches, uh, the Salon.com article shows a bunch of examples. One of them, they show there's a Fox News story on the Sandy Hook shooting that Google says is from October 1st, 1983. Which is wonderful. Yeah, Yeah. that's way back there. Yeah. Like, if conservatives knew way back then that Sandy Hook was going to happen, they should have fucking done something. Well, first of all, they would have learned that there was going to be a black president, and then they would have gone (laughs) DEFCON 1 on that. Yeah, that probably changed everything there. (laughs) Yeah. All plans off the table. So that's, uh, that's the second question. And the third one is kind of along the same lines. It's never been really addressed, but I do have an answer for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third question, how did the Arlington Red Devils, which is uh, a school in Ohio, how did the Arlington Red Devils website post the book Talking with Children, Students About the Sandy Hook Elementary Shooting on 12-10-2012 which was contained in the page URL four days before the event occurred. If this was some kind of technical glitch, then how did Google's bots manage to record a cached page for 12-13-2012, still one day before the Sandy Hook shooting happened? What? That was my record scratch. (laughs) This one, uh, I didn't find anything debunking it, but I, I think I know the story here. Okay. With any CMS, any content management system, WordPress, any of those that you upload articles to, you can manipulate that posted 
date. Yeah. And there's reasons why you would want to do it. My guess here is they wanted this on their page for search reasons so people could search it. Mm -hmm. But it's also probably the kind of thing where you don't want it to be your first blog post. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that case, you would backdate it so it buries it a couple days back on the page. Definitely. But people can still find it. And I'm sure there's probably search result benefits to being one of the earliest to go up. So you might, yeah, you might, you might get a little bit of that. for that reason. And then you know maybe some 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 of this like little like you know technical uh, fucking uh, the labeling issues to, like fuck with the, the cache system yeah. on Google. So that seems fairly uh, yeah. And again, if there's if you're, if you're going to convince me that something is a false flag, I don't uh, like article dating issues <laughs> is like not not enough. Yeah, this is one where it seems like they have a really like they have like a wealth of evidence. And then yeah. when you start getting into it, it's like mm, there's an explanation for fucking everything. Yeah. Which is comforting. Because oh, this great. is Oh yeah. The, I'm fine knowing the Greys are running the earth and that we made <laughs> a deal with them in the seventies, but yeah, I'm yeah. not fine with this. No, yeah, this is uh, This would be bad. This is a lot. It's 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 a lot. I mean on the one hand I mean I can walk around believing aliens are, are real, which I do. But one hundred percent walking around just like, oh, man, Obama really didn't want us to have those guns. He really didn't. Oh, man. On the one hand, though, if this was a false flag operation, one of the ways people describe it, there are no dead kids. So that would be cool. Yeah. That part would be if they just pretended to kill kids. But I don't think that's what happened. Yeah. Well, because I like I've, I, I have a friend from from Newtown and just he's just like. Yeah, there there certainly were. It was the whole thing. Yeah, my uh, I dated a girl once whose friend took the principal job at Sandy Hook once they demolished it and rebuilt it. Oh, really? Yeah, that would be intense. Yeah, that's those are fuck. That's some big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah. That's like a comedy club out in Arizona where the manager killed himself and then they had like reopened or whatever. And I, I worked a years later and they're just like, yeah, that was in the. She's just like, yeah, I'm the new manager and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> Did she kill herself at the club? Uh, the manager? No, I think uh, oh. it was at a motel room. Oh, that would have been dope. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, nameless comedy club. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember thinking, like, what a fucking to be like. All right, team. Uh, good to see everybody again. Uh, yeah, so uh, doors open six thirty. Uh, we're gonna try to have the room uh, reset. Uh, real last headliner to keep the time tight. Uh, one thing, make sure those apron strings are tied. I mean, it is part of the... And it's just like... <laughs> you just yeah, that would be so fucking grim. Yeah. Uh, question number four. This one is stupid. How did John Trent Acosta, whose house was next to the Lanzas with a lot of activity occurring there at the time, who was CEO of the local Newtown Bank, start a victim's fund on the same day so quickly after the event, after receiving, in his words countless requests to do so also is it just a coincidence that trent acosta was also a member of a new council of the new york federal reserve the community depository institutions advisory council well for that last question yeah probably yeah, probably yeah just that's definitely that's one of these things where, where, where a committee or something has so many words in it it just amounts to meaning nothing yeah community depository institution advisory what the fucking shit is and the, that just the new york federal reserve not not the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's like, I don't, how, how did this move the needle on the global economy? How did this yeah. help you, like, 
change like uh, the the the, the uh, return rates of a CD or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. And that guy obviously knows a thing or two about handling and distributing money. Yeah. So in a situation like this, he's probably the person you're going to turn to in the community to collect all the donations. Oh yeah, and I imagine if a bunch of kids get shot, you act pretty fast. Yeah. You're not like I'll get it done next Monday. You're just like, well, okay, well I'll burn the midnight oil to get this done. Yeah, there's another either for altruistic reasons or just for the good press. But I don't give a shit. It fucking happened. Yeah, like, it's fine. There's another question I think we get to in the second episode. That's the exact same thing. It's just someone heard about the the tragedy and made a snap decision, and people interpreted it as conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, this is where this is where we're at with societies. Where, where when you see any any good deed, you're like. They did that so quickly. They didn't, they didn't even Instagram it. This must yeah. have been a conspiracy. <laughs> so this guy, yeah, I I don't I don't even really get the point of this question. They're but, just they want to because you see thirty three questions and you're like, fuck, not all thirty three of them are bullshit, <laughs> you know. And you kind of skim, 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 yeah. and then you're like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm tired. I guess the, I guess that was a fucking. I guess they did kill kids to try to unsuccessfully take our guns. It's just it's just the whole thing. It's like you bombard people with enough shit, you exhaust their critical thinking and annihilate the truth. This is like yeah. any kind of propaganda strategy. Yeah. Thankfully, that's why you have your your loyal, very incoherent, tired hosts exactly. here to debunk them one by one for you. We are here to save you, America. Yeah. Question number five. According to various researchers, why was the Newtown community seated with new families in the years leading up to the event? One thing that is weird is all the f- parents of kids who were killed in Newtown had just moved there like within that year. Interesting, yeah. So that part's interesting, but we watched a documentary for this also. Uh, I don't know if you watched it all. You, you didn't need to. After I got through it, I honestly felt bad making you watch it yeah but it was uh this documentary by a woman named sophia Smallstorm, and she's one of the leading sandy hook conspiracy theorists and she points out in this not, documentary, not one of the leading video editors i'll say that absolutely not a, she, real, a real aesthetically upsetting piece of media <laughs> she struggles with the video work she yeah. should get an editor on the i could probably edit up a better sandy hook we should edit our own conspiracy documentary together. We I still have to spread our own conspiracy. I know, yeah. We t- I just really think, like, do you ever see someone doing something that you have no idea how to do, but you're like, I, th- if you gave me three days, I could be so much better at this than you. Yeah. So yeah. I feel about video editing. I, I, oh, yeah, I know for sure. Like, vaguely how to do it, and I, like, I looked at it, and I'm like, I can kind of understand. I'm just like, whenever I see these, I'm just like, I... I know I would be better than you with this. This is this cannot possibly be this hard. Yeah, it's a thing I'd like to learn because whenever I have a video edited, the person's like, "All right, I'll get it back to you in eight weeks." Oh, it's like yeah, it yeah, cannot yeah. take that long. You're I know, I know, rendering's right a bitch, but for the love of God, <laughs> do it overnight, yeah. Jesus. Uh, so the thing she brings up in this documentary is that Newtown is considered it, it's part of the transition movement. Yeah. Now, I will cede that the transition movement is a weird fucking thing. It's basically this series of communities around the United States. And if you read their, like their motto or their mission statement, it's all really environmental-based and like not making an impact on the earth. Mm-hmm. But it's tied to like the Baha'i faith religion, which... Uh, I don't even know what they what they do. I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, yeah, it's and all of that's really weird. 
But also all of that explains why people would be moving to that town frequently. And, and there are just places like that. I forget the exact city. There's a, uh, a city kind of in between where I'm from, the Inland Empire of California and San Diego. I think, I think it's referring to Hemet, where people call it the land of uh, the newlywed and the nearly dead. And there are just these <laughs> kind of towns where it's just like, yeah, it's like if you want to start a family and, and get a starter home and, you know, get, get a little job or whatever, and you commute, you know, an hour to Temecula from Hammond, it's like, yeah, you can get a house for you can put $10,000 down yeah. and have a fucking house. And these are just places where you kind of like, it's it, and it's either that or just people who are running out of money or just barely have enough and try to start a life. Like, yeah. there are just places like that. And this seems like it was one of those towns. Yeah, they mentioned that also in the documentary that it's a destination town. It's yeah. a place where people want to move and want to live. Connecticut has a great fucking school system. Oh yeah, and you and you probably, I mean, just for, from place you know. the wrong bet moving to this town for the school system, but <laughs> nevertheless, yeah. Well, yeah. Look at you. Look at those fucking even the pictures of the town the morning afterwards. You like that's like it's like a very cute little town. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just like okay, what a, whole, a house is only how much? That's pretty. We could do that, right, Carol? Okay, yeah. Let's fucking yeah. you know, look yeah. at and open up an Amazon warehouse. That's another thing that <laughs> people do. Who's fucking. Is that? Did they decide where that Amazon warehouse is going? No, I don't know, but I just know that I've as uh, I've had a lot of friends who worked at the one out in uh, San Bernardino, but it's just or wherever, whatever, in whatever the fuck that area. But it's just like uh, that's you know, there's always something like like oh yeah, no, there's just all these jobs that are never going to go away. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go, kids. <laughs> Question number six, according to Wolfgang Haubig, who was the other big uh, vampire <laughs> that. And also, he's like the other main Sandy Hook conspiracy theorist. There's Sophia Smallstorm and Wolfgang Haubig. And this is question number six. According to Wolfgang Haubig, why were 16 state troopers pre-positioned 45 to 60 minutes before the alleged shooting? Now, that's a good question, but I've never found uh, in all the researching I did, I didn't find any corroboration for that. Yeah. To show that there were actually... There's no state like, troopers uh, pre-positioned there. You know, like uh, helicopter news cam screenshots or whatever the fuck. Yeah, because e- like then my question is, well, why were you there 45 to 60 minutes early? Why did you fucking know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a very sh- good did point. Did you shoot up Sandy Hook, Wolfgang Halbig? If your name's that goofy, why didn't you take a nom de plume if you're trying to <laughs> fucking expose the tyrannies of a radical government? So, yeah, that's that's kind of the one question I couldn't find anything for. On either side. I couldn't find anyone else making that argument, and I couldn't find anyone debunking it. Yeah, but I mean, it's like if you're claiming it, it's the, the, the burden of proof is on you. So yeah. if he just said, if this is just a line of text without any kind of picture, fucking police report or anything, it's just like, okay. Yeah. 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 The uh, question number seven. Why did the media keep switching its narrative as the story unfolded regarding the actual weapon used? Finally, they settled upon a rifle, but how could a rifle kill 26 people in such quick succession? I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. First of all, the changing stories, that's just going to be the media getting conflicting reports from people. Yeah, and it's a 24-hour it's a news cycle. It's not like, oh, okay, this happened at 3 p.m. and you don't hear about it until, you know, Dan Rather's yeah. on at 6. It's like... Uh, it's fucking, I, I, I'm on the ground here. I heard somebody say the word shotgun, you know, and it's just like, yeah. that's what it is for a second. And they, there are, there is video of them pulling a shotgun out of his car. Mm-hmm. And I would agree that a shotgun couldn't kill that many people in that short amount of time, but he didn't use a shotgun. He took an AR-15 assault rifle or semi-automatic, it's a semi-automatic weapon. So you can get yeah. a lot of shots off in a short amount of time if you have a lot of clips. 
And the thing about, I always see, like they say, how could a rifle kill 26 people in such quick succession? I always see the other way it's framed is, how could he kill that many frantic kids in that amount of time? And I super disagree with the notion that those kids would have been frantic and running around yeah. when this happened. Kids are going to freeze in a situation like that. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like you're, you see a look of terror on your teacher's face and you're sitting in your desk, you're just going to fucking kind of lock in place. Yeah, and that's your go-to, you know, yeah. for, for guidance or whatever. And, you know, a kid's fight-or-flight reflex isn't as advanced as an adult. Yeah. So I feel like he probably, as opposed to having frantic kids running around, had a bunch of passive victims who were just kind of sitting there looking at him, hoping for the best. Yeah. So that's how he was able to kill that many people. He was shooting kids. Yeah. They're dumb. They don't know to run. Well, yeah, and it's like, you think about when you got scared as a kid, you just I would just like stand there and piss my pants, you know? Yeah, there was a really good dog that lived across the alley from me for a long time as a kid, but whenever I would go outside, it would come up to the fence and start barking, so I was always scared of it. Mm. And then one time I went outside, not wearing shoes, by the way, so I couldn't run. I go outside and look, and the gate's open, and the dog's just running toward me. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking die right now. And I didn't do shit. I yeah, just yeah, stood yeah. there. And let it happen. And the dog just came up and knocked me over and started licking my face and shit. Yeah. So it was fine. Yeah. But I didn't know to run. I didn't know to, like, fucking think to kick the dog in the neck or something while yeah, it was yeah, on the yeah. way. Because I was a kid. Well, you're like, do I punch it in the nose or is that a shark? You yeah. Know, like- <laughs> rub its stomach. Did you know if you rub a shark's stomach, you'll fucking... What? If you can get a shark on its back and give it a little belly rub, you're good. You can get away from a shark. I, I know that if try you... Try it. I Go know try that- it. I, w- I will <laughs> don't fucking think i won't but uh i learned i learned just through anecdotal data with my buddy uh ryan's pug if you turn a pug upside down they're just shitty lungs don't get enough oxygen and they calm down so if his pug was being a spaz you just pick it up and just you know invert it and just like you know i think it's something with how they're bred they have like bad breathing problems oh they have ho- they're anyway. just like horribly fucking unhappy creatures it seems like yeah they were just put together for our amusement yeah, yeah, yeah. Very miserable lives in general. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, that so fun. Good puppies. Question number eight. Why did known actor and Sandy Hook witness Gene Rosen keep changing his story about how he encountered the six kids who allegedly came to him? In different interviews, he variously claims he found the kids just after feeding his cats in the loft, just after going to breakfast, and just after coming home from breakfast, okay, right off the bat, those three things are not that different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do all of that in one fell swoop. Uh, his testimony completely conflicts with that of the school bus driver and the official report. There is also video of him near the firehouse walking around slowly. Whoa. Plus video of him rehearsing his lines with the cameraman. Okay. Yeah. If I'm going to be on camera and I know that the, and like in, in this kind of a high-pressure situation, like let's say we're right here and then... A plane flies into the Bank of America <laughs> building, you know, and, like, yeah. and we're on the ground or whatever. And some news reporters just like, OK, we're go- you guys are going to be on in five. And I'm just like, OK, what if the fuck am I going to say? Yeah, we saw the plane and this is terrible and I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, it's like that's I don't think that's a particularly weird thing. Yeah. I don't think it's signs of a conspiracy. You definitely don't want to misspeak after the, the yeah. this horrible a mass shooting. You yeah. Know? Otherwise, people will turn it into a conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah. You do. That's what's frustrating about this is all of this. The entirety of this theory is kind of based around people's snap reactions in the first few minutes after what happened. Yeah. Like, it's all, why are people talking this way? Because a fucking trauma just happened. And, like, the like the kind of, like, 
you know, inconsistencies of detail. I, I got robbed in San Francisco. I was opening for a, 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 another comedian and uh, at this like theater downtown. We had a rental car. He had all this camera. He had a, so much camera equipment in this car, like fifteen thousand dollars worth of stuff. After the show, we go. We walk down the street. We go to a diner. We're hanging out with some of the audience members, some of his friends in town, and uh, we walk back and we see these two guys running up the hill. Uh, or like kind of briskly walking up the hill to their car, and they've got suitcases. And I look, and I was like, "Those are our fucking suitcases, <laughs> shit." You know? And we're like, "Hey, what the fuck? Those are our suitcases!" And they start running to the car, right? Yeah. And uh, and uh, we were like chasing. We're trying to block the car, and one of them just goes, "Hey, yo, shoot him! Shoot him!" And I know this guy doesn't have a gun. We both know this guy doesn't have a gun, but we're just like, <sighs> "Okay, yeah. you stole the shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna die over this camera." Go back. The windows are smashed. Everything's taken. You know. And uh, the police police come, and uh, they ask us to give a report and all that. And uh, I'm just like, and they're like, who, who could you get a look at the suspects? And I was like, yeah, it was uh, it was it was two black guys. It was uh, it was two, and they're kind of both tall and wearing white shirts. And then I realized I was talking to Max, uh, and he was just like, no, it was it was a black guy and a white guy. They're just dressed the oh, same. Oh shit! And I just I just I, I feel racist that I remembered it as two black guys. It's a pretty stressful like couple forty five seconds, but it's just like I like that. I, I was and I it, yeah. it was kind of an eye opening because I was like that shit happened to me. I get it. I was just like yeah. Oh, yeah I thought and then I thought about it. I was like it was a black guy in a white. It was like a very TV interracial gang. It and was kind of cool. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that if that was a really big crime that caught national attention. You saying that would forever go down in history. Oh, totally. Alex like, Shannon would be like, that? Well, how do they make a transition skin man? <laughs> this, as soon as he'd fled, he changed color like, a, like an octopus. <laughs> so that, yeah, that, that's, I think, a lot of what happened with the Sandy Hook conspiracy. People heard shit like that and formed their opinion around it. Yeah. As for this Rosen guy, first of all, he's not the Gene Rosen that's a member of SAG. Mm-hmm. That guy is seven years younger than this Gene Rosen. He just happened completely, to have the same name as a dude that was like a featured person. extra in Law & Order SVU. <laughs> exactly. And uh, there's a Salon.com article that debunks a lot of these. And this is a quote from the that article. Rosen did invite the bus driver inside, and she helped him contact their parents. An early AP report erroneously reported that he sat with the kids for hours. But he told us that the children were only inside his house for 35 minutes he did call their parents. Four parents came right away, and Rosen took the remaining two to the fire station. Rosen is not a member of SAG. That's a different Gene Rosen, who is seven years younger. Yeah, yeah, likely story. <laughs> this one, uh, question nine, also kind of bothers me. How is a skinny 19-year-old boy with no military training capable of killing 26 people clean while injuring none? And in parentheses, trained military veterans have claimed it was highly unlikely or even impossible for someone with the weight of Adam Lanza to execute that many people in so short a time. He only had like a rifle and two handguns. Yeah. I, anyone could carry that. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I'm sure it was, I'm sure he was getting his fucking shrimp dick blown back by the rifle, but it's like, you know, he clearly practiced shooting a little bit. Like, yeah. And the thing about him being so skinny and, oh, a person couldn't carry that many guns. That's always the kind of thing that is inevitably followed up on YouTube by some well-meaning gun enthusiast going, no, nah, look. And then he pulls like eight AK-47s oh, out of his Jinko jeans. Jinko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, he can carry that many guns. Oh, dude, yeah, I love those guys. 
Yeah, those are the best. Yeah, yeah. Just pulling them out of their fucking armpits. Just guns everywhere. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Derringer and the beard, you know. <laughs> Reaches behind your ear, pulls out a gun. Like, <laughs> Yeah. This next question, this is an interesting one. Why was there no evidence of blood? A total of 26 fatalities, children and adult, would produce at least a conservative estimate, 20 gallons of blood. Man, it's a, it's such a fucked up thing to like, let's do the blood math yeah. on this shooting. Who was running those numbers for this? I mean, it's you a, didn't I, need to get that specific. Yeah, it's interesting, but I'm just, yeah, I mean, I guess you gotta, you gotta go over everything. <laughs> I, I don't fault you for, for looking into it, but it's just like, okay, so that's about, that's about a pint per kid, and you're just like, fucking <laughs> Uh, this would require a concerted blood cleanup. Blood is considered a biohazard in this type of situation. Yet when Sophia Smallstorm asked who did the cleanup, all the departments were ignorant of it and even claimed that no one did the cleanup. Okay, for one thing, I'm assuming when the the company who was tapped to do the cleanup was finally picked, I don't think they would have sent a memo around and said, hey, here's the company that's cleaning up the blood. Mm -hmm. But it did actually, someone looked into it a little deeper Clean Harbors Incorporated cleaned up the blood. Oh, okay. America. That's yeah, the name that's, of the company. <laughs> it is a boring ass. <laughs> yeah. And, this, and you know, those guys are like, yeah, man, I had like three like decomposing dead guy, like old, old people. This was an interesting day. Is this yeah. a good change of pace for us? <laughs> you know, we got to be out in the sunshine at the school. And the thing about no blood evidence and no crime scene photos, which comes up a few different times. Yeah. That actually makes me feel like it's not a false flag operation. Oh, because yeah. Because if you can fake all of this shit, you can fake pictures of dead kids. Oh, certainly. Like, they would be able to just whip up some evidence of that. And it's like, what gives the... Do I'm, I'm sure there are. I'm sure somebody took pictures. I don't think they're in public circulation. It's like the pictures of... Uh, pictures of dead kids. Of Bin Laden or whatever. It's like, like if you... It, is that not giving him more satisfaction to his legacy, his, yeah. what, his whatever his perverted goals were to have these horrible images that are just circulating, you know? And it's just like, yeah, why would you... Yeah. I mean, if the family wants to see it, like, yeah, this is... I mean, I know it's tough to accept he's really gone. Here he is. But it's like, that doesn't need to be out there for 4chan to Photoshop. Right. We didn't see images of dead kids after Oklahoma City either. No. There was a fucking nursery in there. Yeah. Some kids died. It's like, they're not going to show you. I don't, I actually can't think of any tragedy where really graphic images of the victims stick out in my mind. I don't Neither remember. I, really. Like, I remember surveillance footage from Columbine, like when they set the fire and when they're doing the shooting. Yeah. But I don't remember really grisly crime scene photos from Columbine. I mean, yeah, maybe shit like Abu Ghraib, but that's a whole different yeah. kind of thing. That's and that's, not really a that's shoot. like a thing that leaked yeah, yeah, more yeah. than anything else. But this, like, when do you ever see yeah, crime scene it's photos? Not, it's not really done, no. I mean, I guess, I guess the Black Dahlia murder, but any kind of like a mass, like, terrorist event that's not just some kind of like isolated, you know, like, yeah. serial killer thing or just killing two, three people or whatever. It's like even, yeah, I don't know. We, yeah, we got it. Uh, this is this next question is kind of similar. Where are the alleged 600 plus children of Sandy Hook Elementary School? Why is there absolutely no photo or video evidence of any dead bodies? Why did coroner and chief medical examiner Wayne Carver say the following? This is a quote. Uh, <laughs> we did not bring the bodies and the families into contact. We took pictures of them, of their facial features. It's easier for the families when you do that. There is a time and place for the up close and personal in the grieving process. But to accomplish this, we thought it would be best to do it this way. And you can control a situation depending on the photographer. And I have very good photographers. So people, 
this is another one that is very much built on, oh, he said that day one, and yeah. we're never going to look into this again. Yeah, this dude, just, again, uh, not this is this is the Super Bowl for the blood cleanup guys or the yeah. fucking, like, like morgue photographer where it's just like, hey, man, I know you're in a small town in Connecticut, but it's just like you're it's you got to tell. The, and he's just like fucking. Uh, yeah, it's tough for people to see dead people. So we we got to take careful pictures of them. And they're like, oh, what are you being careful about? What do you have to hide? <laughs> and what they're assuming is because. Like, what he's saying is, no, we didn't let the parents walk into an active crime scene and go yeah. look at their dead kids. And why would you? Yeah. No, every fucking TV show you see where someone dies, the person running up is like, let me see the body. And the police are like, no, stand back. Yeah. I'm sure it was like that with this also. And he's not saying they're never going to see their kids. He's just saying on this day, we didn't let the parents go in and look at pictures of the kids. I'm sure they were reunited at the morgue or at the funeral home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't just bury these kids at sea afterwards. They went back to their parents eventually, and there were funerals and shit. But he says this on day one, and people are like, see? It's crazy. Yeah. It's so fucking crazy. And as far as the uh, pictures, there are pictures of kids evacuating yeah sandy hook there are tons don't, and tons don't look at them pictures. they're pretty rough you don't you don't really want to see them but yeah uh, i mean if you want to see six-year-olds screaming in terror as their teachers lead them away from a disaster yeah check it out but yeah there are <laughs> lots of pictures of kids fleeing sandy hook uh there's a website called metabunk.org that has also a really great uh set of debunking like they have a bunch of links to different debunks of these uh sandy hook conspiracies yeah and then uh, the, the meta meta bunk will we'll tell you why meta bunks full of shit <laughs> um according to question 12 we're getting close to the end before we're gonna do two episodes we already said that but yeah According to Wolfgang Haubig, why do the records show no social security numbers for the dead students? Now, that would absolutely be some smoking gun shit if yeah. it was true. There are social security numbers <laughs> for kids. Uh, that same website, metabunk.org, they, uh, you can see their social security records right on that website. You can they register have them for... um, to vote so you can <laughs> cast your ballot for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> They have all of the uh, kids' social security records. The short answer is that when this happened, Wolfgang Haubig and his team used one of these, those bullshit, type anyone's name and find information about them type websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To find these kids' social security numbers, and it wasn't there. Yeah, of course not. But that doesn't mean this is a uh, nationwide false flag operation. So this Metabunk website looked into it further they actually found the social security records for all these kids yeah so that's an easy one to answer it, it is it is always the funniest with these where it's just like well why didn't the blah 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 yeah they did <laughs> yeah there's another one uh coming right after this question which is question 13 according to wolf wolfgang Haubig, why do the records show no report of actual shots fired this I couldn't find anything addressing this, but this guy gets that schools are designed to protect you from nuclear war. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they are pretty fucking insulated. Oh, yeah. I don't know the makeup of Sandy Hook, but it doesn't look like the kind of place where the schools are right next to the houses. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not Manhattan. There's not a school and then a 
bunch of row houses next to it. Yeah. It's fucking Newtown, Connecticut. And there's a good chance if there was shooting happening in that school, people weren't going to fucking hear it outside. And the teachers inside were probably trying to protect the kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to imagine it's in the middle of the grounds, you know, where it's just like you got a whole like soccer field and parking lot and it's, you know, 300 meters from anything. And then, you know, I mean, this high school I went to was just all fucking cinder blocks and it was, yeah, yeah, you couldn't hear shit. Yeah. Every school is designed to also act as a fallout shelter. That's uh, they have to be designed that way because we have to go somewhere in the event of a nuclear war. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to hear shit happening inside the school. I mean, that's my my opinion on it anyway. Yeah, I didn't yeah. find it anywhere, but it seems like that would be a decent answer. And that's, again, not like a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Uh, question number 14. This is another really easy one. According to Wolfgang Haubig, why does the Sandy Hook shooting crime not exist on the FBI 2012 crime report? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's on there. Yeah, even Snopes, who I have a very troubled relationship with. Yeah. They they just posted it. It's on Snopes. You can see yeah, you can the go, FBI crime report from that year. You can go look at it. And uh, I promise you those 20-some murders they report in, San, in Newtown, Connecticut, were that. Yeah. There wasn't a fucking serial killer on the loose that year also. This one is great. Question 15 because this has been one that forever people have been like, oh, see? Yeah, see? Yeah. Uh, question 15. According to Wolfgang Halbig, why does the tax assessor's website show the victims' families got free houses on Christmas Day when all government offices are closed? It is, the Metabunk covered this one also. Basically, before 2010, you didn't have to list the sale price on a deed for mm-hmm. a house. So this metabunk.org site pulled pretty much everyone's house record in Newtown, Connecticut, and they all show zero dollars for sale price. Uh They also pulled the house record of Wolfgang Halbig. His shows zero dollars. Oh, that's too funny. And uh, or no, his shows ten dollars because there was some difference in where he bought his house Uh that you had to list something. So they list ten dollars on his. But the guy who first started this rumor his house record also shows zero dollars sold. Yeah. So it seems like a really crazy smoking gun. Like, oh, oh, they gave him a free house yeah. and planted these families and gave them all a backstory so they could kill their fake kids. And- yeah. And none of that. It's just yeah. a fucking glitch with how deeds used to be written. <laughs> and I think they kind of still are. I think there was just one minor change after 2010 where if, you have to if list only something. But- all conspiracies could just be dismissed with like real estate law <laughs> that would be so great <laughs> yeah. and this is the last question we'll do before we break uh for the second episode why were all the ambulances parked at the firehouse away from the crime scene except one on dickinson drive which was also too far removed to be helpful why were so few emts allowed in the school i don't know man i i don't fucking plan disasters yeah yeah I, i'm assuming there was something with access there were a lot of personnel trying to get in and out of the school it uh, seems like everyone was pretty clearly you know deceased at this point yeah i don't know how many emts they wanted trampling through that crime scene because i mean you don't know if you're going to disturb some piece of evidence or maybe there's yeah. another shooter and this is a whole thing that's going to happen all over the country you know yeah and there's if you go out and look you can find a list of the emts that were in the building some of them like right away because people forget some police officers are trained as medical 
officers also. Yeah, they, they double up on yeah. shit. So just the fact that there weren't clearly EMTs there, there were most likely, or there were police officers there with medical training pretty much right away. And I'm sure like in a, in a situation like this, you kind of have to triage. I mean, it's unfortunate, yeah. but you have to be like, all right, well, we need to make sure there's no more active shooters, and we got to send the police in, and they also, they'll be able to do a little bit of preliminary first aid on some people that may still yeah. be injured and hanging on, and then, you know, the EMTs, you guys got to go in, and the fire department's got to keep the exits open, or whatever the fuck it is, but there's a, there's a procedure involved in this. Yeah. So, that's the first 16 questions. We're going we're gonna to wrap up and finish this episode Technically in two weeks, because next week is our Russian apartment bombing episode, which is... A real doozy. That's blow a your goddamn one. mind. Yeah, that one is pretty uh, fucking upsetting. <laughs> pretty fucking dark. And then we'll be back in two weeks with part two to this. That way, people who are listening for free don't get fucked out of getting part two like we did with the JFK conspiracies. Yeah, there, there will be a guy for two weeks who's like, all right, I'm pretty sure it's fake, but I'm going to need Conrad <laughs> Adam to fully convince me. <laughs> yeah. So let the mystery build for two weeks, and we'll be back to finish this episode off. Do we have anything to plug? What a cliffhanger. It does feel weird to plug stuff on this episode. <laughs> it does feel weird to be like, oh, listen to Mean Boys. I got a lot of jokes about dead kids on that podcast. I'm doing clean jokes at a preschool soon. Come check that out. Are you, Oh, no. I, was, no, I thought that was real for a second. I was true. like, Adam, you shouldn't even be allowed <laughs> to go to a preschool in a non-mascot capacity. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know what I have to plug. Darkest Hours, second Friday of every month. Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. And I'll be announcing some dates soon. Now that I'm cutting back on podcasts, I'm going to do more goddamn comedy. Oh, yeah. You got a, you got a little tour coming up. Uh, we got a little tour coming up, Mean Boys Tour. By the time this is up, we'll probably have those dates locked. We got the We're just details are falling into place. Uh, MeanBoysPodcast.com slash shows for those. ConnorMcSpadden.com for all your Connor McSpadden needs, I guess. Nice. Uh, and yeah, that's it. We're going to wrap this up and then we'll be back with part two of this episode. Let's get the fuck out of here. Connor, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.